Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Adam Carricker on the ticket. Position right of the quarterback, out of the shotgun, first and 20. Jailbreak screen in the air. It is tipped. It is intercepted by Carricker at the Missouri 21-yard line. Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, eight-year NFL vet and All-American defensive lineman Adam Carricker. Shotgun snap to Everett. He's got the left arm going, and now he's got a whole lot of Adam Carricker who ripped him down inside the 25-yard line. <laughs> On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Adam Carricker. Welcome, everybody, to Adam Carricker on The Ticket. Now, one of two of the fastest hours in radio each and every week here on The Ticket. Going forward, every Monday, noon to 1 p.m. Central Time, grab your lumps, come join me. And going forward after this, we'll be breaking down every previous Husker game okay obviously we play on Thursday this week okay lots to talk about though it's it's crazy so much to talk about the last three single digit numbers were handed out the black shirts were handed out I've got two great guests for today Chris Raff Keo Craver the people segment at the end of the show but then each and every Friday going forward all right from noon to 1 p.m central time as well and throughout the week the Big Ten show will be airing as well as the character chronicles here on the ticket so much to talk about, so much fun to be had, so much football to watch coming up in the very near future. All right, again, at 1210, I will be joined by Chris Raff. At 1230, I will be joined by Husker legend Keo Craver. This Friday, the first Friday edition of Adam Carricker on the ticket from noon to 1 p.m. Central Time, I will be breaking down, okay, the Minnesota-Nebraska game. P.J. Fleck versus Matt Rule the night before. We're going to do a deep dive, have some fun on Friday this week talking about the Huskers game from the previous evening all right so much to talk about want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor all right you've driven to ge landscape supply countless times likely without knowing at 6701 corner square highway now it's time to stop in ladies and gentlemen ge landscape supply sells to homeowners and contractors with a vast selection of landscaping and construction materials they sell in bulk to save you money buy anything from a five gallon bucket to a semi-load and don't forget they deliver anywhere nearby or far away stop by at 6701 corners highway from 7 a.m to 6 p.m monday to friday 
and 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturdays. Go to gelandscapesupply.com for more info to call 402-467-1627. As always, the last 10 minutes of the show today is the people's segment. Send me your questions, your comments, your concerns, whatever you want to talk about, 402-464-5685. Again, call or text last 10 minutes of the show every Monday, every Friday, the people's segment. Join me live, 402-464-5685. And going forward, this is the only place people can actually see me live, all right? And I will release a statement on my show that used to be, which I'm going to miss very much, but I'm enjoying what I'm doing here on The Ticket, The Character Chronicles, The Big Ten Show. But Character Live will not be coming back this year, but I will release a statement or a video, an update on social media here shortly about that show. So this is the only place you can see me live each and every week right here on The Tigment Ticket for the People's segment at the end of each and every show. All right, we got about three, four minutes. We're going to bring on Chris Raff. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk a little bit about the black shirts, the 11 black shirts that were just handed out. Now, full disclosure, I just recorded a gut reaction. It's going up on YouTube any minute, all right? Uh, so check that out on YouTube. But I want to give some quick thoughts here. And I'm going to combine it with the single-digit numbers. All right, if you want my thoughts alone on just the black shirts, check that out on YouTube. My gut reaction will be going up here in about five minutes. Now, the single-digit numbers, we know everyone who has them now. All right, zero is Nash Hutmaker. Number one is Billy Kemp. Number two is Isaac Gifford. Number three is Nick Henrich. Number four is Luke Reimer. Number five, John Bullock. Number six, Quentin Newsom. Number seven, Jeff Sims. Number eight, Deshaun Singleton, Ty Robinson. Number nine, and an honorable mention, because I guess as an old lineman, he can't have a single-digit number. All right, seems discriminatory to me, but shout out to Ethan Piper as well. Now, that's eight defensive players, eight on the defensive side of the ball that have earned this single digit, a single digit number, and then two slash three with Mr. Piper in there, okay, on offense. So we've heard rumors that the defense is ahead of the offense. I feel like this bears it out as well. Uh, You got several black shirts, obviously, who have got these single digit numbers as well. Now, when it comes to, first of all, I'm excited about anything that makes people earn something. We need more people earning things in general, okay? Just as a general rule, I'm not big on just handing things or showing up and being given things like show up, work your butt off, outwork somebody else, outwork the person next to you in a positive way, not a negative tearing down type of way. Like, let's just find out who truly is going to earn this, okay? I love that. So that's why I'm excited about the single Digit number tradition that Matt Rule has started here. He started it at Temple, as we know, Baylor, as we know, and he's bringing it here. And I like anything where something has to be earned. Now, one thing I did notice, and this guy's a heck of a football player, right? Been a captain in the past. This guy earned a single-digit number, but I couldn't help but notice he wasn't one of the 11 black shirts, which is Nick, which is Nick Henrich. Okay, so that was something that I was curious about, right? Um, And I'm sure we'll learn more going forward. Tony White's going to have a press conference a little bit later today, this afternoon, I believe. You know, 3, 3.30, somewhere in there. I'm not trying to single Nick out. It's just something that I noticed. Like, he's a heck of a football player. Okay, so just something I'm curious to see what Mr. Tony White, Coach Tony White, has to say. I'm sure he'll be asked about it later today. But I want to give a congratulations to the 11 black shirts. Ty Robinson, Nash Hutmaker, Blaze Gunnerson, Luke Reimer, John Bullock, Chief Borders, Quentin Newsom, Deshaun Singleton, Omar Brown, Isaac Gifford, and Malcolm Hartzog. That's three D linemen, three linebackers, and five DBs, so to speak, because we have a few unique positions in that 3-3-5 defense. 
So shout out and congratulations to all of those guys. Okay, everyone who earned a single-digit number as well. Now, it's interesting because I am excited personally to see a more aggressive attacking style of defense going forward. I'm looking forward to seeing how they do against a Minnesota quarterback who has some experience, but last year had more INTs than he had touchdowns. Okay, I'm looking forward to seeing a revamped Minnesota offensive line, a running back by committee approach, which means nobody has stood out for them. Okay, they've got some talented receivers and tight ends. It's not like they don't have any ability on the offensive side of the ball. They do, and they're well coached, whether you like P.J. Fleck or not. He wins more games every year with less talent than Nebraska has for quite a while. Hopefully that changes. But I'm excited to see what a more aggressive, attacking, tackling, emphasized style of defense and Tony White and Matt Rula both emphasize being physical type of defense looks against this Minnesota offense with a whole lot of new, just like we have. I am excited to see how that looks this Thursday night. There's so many things to look forward to, to see this Thursday night, Minnesota, Nebraska. All right. Now, when we think about what some of the new things are for the Huskers, okay, and I want to ask my first guest, Chris Raff, as soon as he's on the line, about a couple of things when it comes to this depth chart because there's some oars in there, all right? And I have not heard of an update, okay? If Rico has an update, my producer, who does a phenomenal job for this show on some of these oars on the depth chart, please let me know, or maybe Chris knows, but I want to bring Chris off. Uh, it's Chris Raff onto the show. My apologies, Chris Raff. Now, this is a guy, all right? He is a former football player, football coach, a golf enthusiast, so he'd probably kick my butt because <laughs> I absolutely suck at golf, and a Got co-host it. on the drive with AD and the Raff on 93.7 The Ticket. How you doing, my friend? Good. How are you today, brother? I'm doing great. All right, so we got a lot to chat about, the single-digit numbers, the black shirts. I'm going to backtrack just a smidge. Okay, going back to this this depth chart, the most recent one that I've seen that was released a couple of days ago, some of these oars that are on here, okay, and some of the surprises. What are some of the things that surprised you the most, and what are your thoughts on some of these oars next to these names on these positional depth charts? Well, the first thing, but like for me with the depth chart, like I was saying today on Drive, is all the depth chart really does is say who's going to be on the who's going to be on the field for the first play of the game as a starter. But I just I just looked at it as like they spoke about how they're going to be playing you know up to seventeen to twenty guys on defense. I'd assume on offense it's going to be the same way. So I, I feel like Coach Rule, um, when he was on the on the inside on the video where he, he's trying to, sh- I really make it to the players that it's a full team and it's not just you know just it's just not going to be the starters that are going to win games for Nebraska. So that's what I keep on seeing with that depth chart. I, I think that's what he meant too. Also, like he hadn't been asked by so many people about it about a depth chart in his life, and I, I feel like he feels the same way. Like he went. 20 contributors instead of just 11 starters. That's a great point. It's funny when he said that quote, I've never been asked about a depth chart so much in my life. I was kind of like, well, there's a lot of interest here in the university of Nebraska. Uh, So you might get more questions about a lot of things than you ever have in your life outside of maybe the Carolina Panthers, so to speak, no disrespect to Temple Baylor, phenomenal football programs. And he did great things there, but you're going to get more questions here at Nebraska because there's more, I don't want to say 
I'm going to say it in a positive manner. There's just a lot of passion, a lot of enthusiasm. But a couple that stood out to me, okay, because I, I agree with you. I think he wants more than just 11 guys on each side contributing, okay? But a couple that stood out to me, tight end, Nate Berkshire, Thomas Fedoni, also the backup quarterback spot, okay? Yep. You look at Heinrich Harburg and Chubba Purdy. Chubba Purdy. Who do you – which one of those guys to you kind of sticks out at this point in time based on the limited knowledge we have without having seen a single actual game just yet? I, a quarterback, if I if I was a coach, I would think Sheba would be, if something would, hopefully nothing happens to Jeff Sims, but I think Sheba would be the guy that I would go to. I think he would probably be more more like well-rounded, well-rounded you know, to run the, run the offense just from having that, just a little bit more experience that he does have from last year. And then with Heinrich Harburg, I've always, I've been saying this since the spring, I could see him being more like a Tyson Hill type player where they might have some packages for him where they might. And I saw that he was catching passes in practice that they might use him in some, some different packs and like special, special packages. What are your thoughts on that tight end position? Cause that was honestly the one that was most intriguing to me. Uh, with Burkhetcher, I, I see him as being like your your blocking tight end. I see Fedoni. I see him more as more as receiving tight end. So I guess with the or, it just kind of depends on you know what what plays are being called. I would assume that more of the passing plays, you'll probably see Fedoni in there more. Where you're running the ball, probably more Burkhetcher. Now, when you look at the defensive side of the ball with the ors, you got Blaze Gunnarsson, Cameron Lenhart, and Blaze got a, a black shirt today. So maybe that gives him a little bit of that early edge. Okay. Another or was Chief Borders and MJ Sherman. You know, you look at who got a black shirt today, Chief Borders. So maybe Chief gets a little bit of that nod early on. But like you said, I think they want to rotate. I, I think they want to see how it develops, progresses throughout practices, throughout the year, throughout the games. Team captains, you know, they yep. haven't come out and said, these are our team captains. You know, they may do something more permanent come December. Okay. And I was curious your reaction when he, when he mentioned that. When it came to team captains for the Huskers this year, not doing something so permanent towards the beginning of the year versus the end of the year. Well, I think it just goes back to Coach Rule. It's just it seems like he's putting a lot of you got to earn it type thing. Like you have the single digit numbers. I'm assuming that the captains are going to be like the same way to start the year, where what happens in practice or the prior game is what's going to earn you to be the captain in the next game. So. Like you had said, you like stuff where you have to earn it. So I think that just falls right in line with what what he's coaching. The other one that's left on that depth chart is is the kicker position. I know Rule said they were going to try to sort out some things with competitions Sunday, so yesterday. So we'll see how that develops and and what may or may not change there. I am I am curious to see what Alvano can do. The young the young kid, you know, he's shown he can handle yeah. high pressure situations and that long uh, making that long field goal to help his team win the state championship. Now let's talk a little bit about the single digits. Does it mean anything to you? Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to include Ethan Piper in this. So there's really 11 of them because he couldn't really be given yep. one. The eight of them are on offense, the individuals who've earned them. And there's three, I'm sorry, eight on defense and three on offense. What does that mean to you? I think it just goes to what everybody, you know, what we've heard from the coaching staff that the defense has probably been a little bit ahead of the offense so far. But he also said too. He's made it clear, you know, that it's it's a team vote. So it's those. It's not really. I I guess I don't look at it so much as offense versus defense, but it's a team. And those eight guys are the ones that have earned the respect. They just happen to be, 
or earn the most respect and work the hardest just happen to be on defense. So you could see that swing, you know, in the next years to come that maybe they'll be more on offense and defense. So I don't think it's so much as, um, you know, like the black shirts we talked about, Henrich not having a black shirt, but he has a single-digit number. Well, it was a team vote. So the team vote, through their eyes of, the, like, the hardest workers and and most respected, Nick Henrich gets a single-digit number. Well, maybe Coach White, maybe I'll say today in his press conference, well, maybe he hasn't done enough through his eyes yet to earn a black shirt. So I see it as, like, two separate things. So that's kind of the way I look at it with the single-digit numbers. That's That's a great point because players might view something a certain way. Coaches might view something a little bit differently. Even two coaches might view the same thing a little bit differently because everyone's perspective is unique and to their own, as we all know. I will say this. The more the players vote aligns with the coaches' vote, the more we know everyone is on the same page, and we're very early, obviously haven't even played a game yet in year one under the Matt Rule era. So I'm sure as we go along in time, that'll just match up even more and more now another question for you 11 black shirts handed out do you have any thoughts on the amount of black shirts handed out when they were handed out all this hoopla that has surrounded the black shirts over the years and the conundrum when do we do it how do we do it how many get it it seems to have become so difficult for defensive coordinators over the years like my goodness gracious what are your thoughts on all this I, I think going back over the years, I think when when they try to commercialize it too much and the taking away and giving back, taking away. I mean, for me, whoever's those 11, 11 guys that step out on the field, they, we're going to be like, let's go black shirts. You know, they might not be a black shirt by wearing the black shirt in practice, but they're black shirts. So I'm okay with them giving 11. If those are the 11 guys that step on the field, give them their black shirts. And then as the year goes along, you know, you're going to have like the MJ Shermans and the guys step up that, you know, get them their black, black shirt. I just, I just think it's got to, we, we've got to get back to win, winning football games. At the end of the day, me and you both, you know, it's, it's about winning football games. Black shirts, that's great. But what happened, I think that when the black shirts was over, overcoming so much about worrying about winning football games, I think that's where a lot of, a lot of problems, you know, began to arise for Nebraska. I thought Coach McBride made a great point a couple of weeks ago. It, it almost turned into like this dangling carrot as opposed to a reward. And one thing he also brought up that I would like to see brought back is any senior who makes it to, hopefully we're going to bowl games every year, and or the yeah. college football playoff, who makes it through to that final year, that final game, whatever it is, they should all get black shirts. Because I remember yeah. that. Because walk-ons guys who are on scholarship who maybe never started or earned one. If you've gone all the way through, I mean, that is a hard thing to do. I We had scholarship and walk-on guys combined, if I remember correctly, 44 guys in my class. And by the time we were done, it was nine, based on what yep. I remember. It's a hard thing to make it all the way through. If you've gone all the way through, you've earned a black shirt, in my opinion, going into whatever your last game may be. And hopefully it's a bowl game or a college football playoff game what were your thoughts when coach mcbride kind of made those points a couple of weeks ago i i I totally i totally agree with him i i the the dangling of the carrot in front you know that's great and all but if that's what if that's what what it's coming down to is you're just playing just to get a black shirt i mean that's that's i think it should just come with it you know win your football games play the like the the black shirts Great, great tradition. Great, you know, I see Terrell every day, the pride that he has in it. But 
it's just like win the football games. Don't use the black shirts as you know. Get them their black shirts. I'm, I'm glad they. I'm so glad they gave them eleven out to start the season. So it wasn't every week going. When are you going to hand out the black shirts? When are you going to? And it's just like it just, I feel like it just takes up too much time. So I'm I'm glad he got them out when he did. And so you know, let's get out on the field and you know get some W's. So I've always felt. I mean, it's a long off season, and there's a lot of work that goes in. I've always felt the black shirts should be handed out going in to the first game week. I've always felt that way because the off season has meaning as well. Obviously, the games are where everything counts the most, but the off season has meaning. I love that he did eleven, and the less is more. An old school, and you got to earn it each and every week approach. I love that approach, and it's interesting because. I'm just going to speak candidly because that's what I do. I feel like the black shirts have become a pain in the ass of a lot of the new defensive coordinators who aren't familiar with the Nebraska tradition. And I've never shared this story, but I'm going to, so bear with me a minute. Mike Riley's first season, okay, it was was early November. I go upstairs to the coach's office. And this is really my first time going upstairs. I'd I'd kept it a distance. I'm always coaching kids on the weekend, so it was – you know, a lot of times I watch games from my home or whatever the case may be. And frankly, I can analyze the game better than any time I'm in the stadium. It's always more challenging. So I go upstairs and Coach Riley sees me, him and I chat for a little bit. And then I walk down the defensive side of the hallway and I walk into Bob Diaco's office and he's sitting there. He clearly has no idea, idea who I am and his eyes get huge. He looks mortified and he looks terrified. I don't know what he thought I was going to do. Was I going to rob him? Was I there to beat him up? Was I there to assassinate? I don't know what he thought, but he looked terrified. Walked over, put out my hand, said, hey, coach, I used to play here. I played defense. I just wanted to you know, introduce myself, shake your hand, wish you good luck. And immediately, like the relief that came over his face was ginormous. And it was I've, I don't think I've seen many 180s like this in my life. Instantly, he couldn't stop talking. He wanted to talk with me. He wanted to chat with me. And But the first question he brought up, and this is in November, okay, think about that. He goes, the black shirts, help me with this. I, I, I'm so confused by it. And he openly admitted to me, he goes, I'm so confused by this. And I feel like every new defensive coordinator who comes in that doesn't have a previous Nebraska connection, it's almost like a burden to them. Like, how do we handle this? What do we do with this? What do we do about it? It's a gigantic pain in their rear to a lot of them because they don't understand it, they don't get it, and yet they feel like they have to do it a certain way, but they don't know what that way is. Have you yeah. had any similar feelings like that or impressions on your end from defensive coordinators that you've talked to over the past, you know, five to ten years? Well, I think it just goes back again. I, I, they just make it into too big a thing. I mean, let's go back to what those jerseys were originally purchased for. I mean, history repeats itself, you know, so forth and so forth. But back in the 60s, or was it 64, 65, I can't remember what year it was. Coach Devaney needed something to separate starting defense from the rest of the players. He sends the guy down to, I think it was Stacy's locker room, and the, co- the coach couldn't find the right jerseys. He finds all black jerseys, brings them out, and gives them to the starters. Okay, boom, that's it right there. You start for Nebraska, give them a black shirt, and just get rid of that whole taking away, take, not taking away, not taking away, giving them away. Because those, those, the guys that wear the black shirts, they, I think the coaches think by taking them away that hurts them or whatever. I think what hurts what hurts these guys more is when they're wearing the black shirts and they're not representing them to the way that you guys wore them. So why take them away? Why give them away? Let them keep their black shirts because let them 
they're they're wanting to play to you know to the past players. So I I just say forget the taking them away. Once you give out the eleven black shirts to start the year, you got them. If if more guys earn them, so be it. If something happens, you know where maybe they're kicked off the team or something like that, then then you take back the black shirt. But long as they're playing and they've got the black shirt, they're black shirts to me, and it's the pride of the players of the past and the players they're playing with now. That's that that that's what it should mean to them. Not so much as oh, we didn't have, we had a bad game. We gave up 400 yards. We're taking away the black shirts. You know that's I, I get that that's so tiring. And the, if a coach is spending that much time, then they're wasting time when they should be you know watching tapes and so forth. I'm joined on the Aloe Fiber VIP line with Chris Raff here. And, you know, just to put a button on that story that you shared, the black shirts were actually jerseys that nobody, like when they went to the sporting goods store to try to find how to separate the offense and defense color-wise, jersey-wise in practice, the black shirts were the jerseys that nobody was buying. Nobody wanted them. They were going to throw them away, and they said, hey, you just want to take these two? And then it kind of turned into, you know, the starters wore black shirts and the second string wore yellow. I still have my yellow practice jersey from my freshman year. And then I think the third string was white because all the offense was red in practice. And so I've always loved that. Like, we're wearing something that nobody else wanted, and then we made it mean something. Everyone who's ever worn a black shirt, to be clear. Uh, Last thought, and then we got to pay some bills, I'm being told by Rico. All right, dude. Minnesota, Nebraska. Who wins? What's the score? Oh, you made me pick a score. <laughs> right I won't, I won't give a That's score I, 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 or, or a prediction <laughs> just because I'll have to save that for our show on Thursday. But okay. I will All say right. that I, I just want them to pass the eye test. I want them to be – I just want them to play good, solid football, mentally um, – strong aggressive that's that's all i'm looking for if they pass that test i'm good win or lose just as long as they play good football all right i appreciate it tune into chris's show every day right here on the ticket eventually on his show he will give his score prediction for minnesota nebraska and i appreciate you joining me my friend i appreciate you thanks very much have a good day all right we'll be right back ladies and gentlemen Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.